Roseanne Barr, who I think I can now refer to as my colleague because <laughs> that's pretty great. I, I want to put that in my Twitter bio. Colleague of Roseanne Barr because Roseanne is going to be the voice in our show, Burcham. Mr. Burcham, Adam Carolla's cartoon that, that we're producing here at The Daily Wire that is absolutely terrific. I've seen the pilot. It's, it's amazing. So Roseanne goes on Bill Maher's show and she makes pretty weighty accusation about him. No wonder I don't remember this. No, sh- you blocked it out, MK Ultra. Uh, <laughs> who's that? That's the mind control program you're under, Bill. MK Ultra. Yeah. So who's but who's Klaus Schwab? The head of the WEF. What's that? Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Love Roseanne. She's great. Google it. Now, people are looking at this clip. They're saying, man, Roseanne's crazy, isn't she? She's always been a little crazy. She said she's a little crazy. Most comedians are. Here, though, Roseanne doesn't really sound like the crazy one to me. Roseanne comes out. She says, Bill, you're under an MKUltra mind control program. MKUltra was was that program of the CIA to try to control people's minds. It's also my preferred nickname. I really like, I'm going to rename my show MKUltra. I think that's really great. Okay, that's a big, crazy, wild accusation. But the crazier thing is, Bill says he doesn't know what it is. He's never heard of MKUltra. MKUltra, of all of the nefarious CIA operations over the years, Operation Mockingbird, all, all Northwoods, right, all, all the rest of them, MKUltra is by far the most prominent, well-known program. Bill Maher is seriously saying he's never heard of MKUltra? And she goes, she, she cuts in later in the interview, she's talking about the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab, everyone's heard of Klaus Schwab. Not everyone, not everyone. There are plenty of people who have never heard of Klaus Schwab. But anyone who pays attention to political news at all has heard of Klaus Schwab. Bill Maher has been doing a political news and commentary and comedy show for what, 30 years now? In some form or another, he's never heard of Klaus Schwab? And then she clarifies, she says, you know, from the WEF, the World Economic Forum. He says, what's that? He's never heard of the World Economic Forum? What's going on here? Is Bill Maher actually MKUltra? I don't know. Is, what does it even mean to be MKUltra? Does it mean you're just a super fan of the show? I don't know. But don't tell me Roseanne's the crazy one in that interview. I assume Bill is just playing dumb. If he's really he never heard of those things, I well, strange. Maybe he's under some mind control. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, Paganini. So, Bill Maher is someone who's perpetually in the fucking dark. I got a joke for you. How many liberals does it take to change a light bulb? Answer, none, because they are perpetually in the fucking dark. And the thing about Bill Maher that's so frustrating is for older, more boomerific Democrats, he's this shining pillar of intellectual superiority that they love to engage with. The same kind of thing that people like John Stewart used to represent. Now, I've never been a big fan of uh, either of these guys, even back in their prime. Uh, even though I have George Carlin quote in my bio for this show, I'm actually not... The older I get, the less fond of George Carlin I've become. The, he was really just a whiny, shilly mouthpiece for the Democrat establishment. He was pro-gun control. Uh, you, you know, free speech. He's like the RFK type, you know? Exact same flaws, actually, when you think about it. So... And the issue is, there's a point of comfort where they retire and coast on their name alone. Thinking, well, 
And I've huffed on my own farts for long enough. Surely I'm so good I can ride these fumes forever. Bill Maher, as far as everything I've been able to tell, he gets his newspapers and he reads them. What's the problem with the newspaper? One, it's not all the news. If it's even an important story covered at all in it, and it's usually a day to two days late, and you get Bill Maher, who has a show he does twice a week, once in the middle and once at the end, and once a podcast, once something like a syndicated show on HBO. I don't know how that works. But you have Club Random, that's more of what I'm familiar with as of late. And then you get these clips of him having people on his show who just run donuts around him, and he's just left fucking going, <laughs> Oh, okay. Neat. Never heard of it. He gets duped so often, and, and this is a long-running trend. The only thing is he doesn't have like a posse with him anymore. Back in the day with his show, he had like a panel that was always siding with him, or he had a large studio audience that was always siding with him. But when he's one-on-one in, a, in an empty room with someone else, He's completely fucking defenseless. He's a cat on its back exposing its belly to you. There's nothing to him there. Substance-wise, you can stand in a big puddle of his intellectual depth, and your toenails wouldn't even get fucking moist, is what I'm saying here. He's out of touch and mostly retired. To his credit, he does pay attention to his audience demographics, to the point where in 2020 he came out and said, for the first time in my life, I am playing to a split audience. Referring to his audience not being left and right. Because during the time of like the lockdowns when he was home, I would argue that's when he was the most informed. Because he had nothing else to do other than sit at home and consume media. But as soon as lockdowns were over, he was back to Sunday brunches, uh, buying gerbils for unspeakable reasons, and smoking cheap cigars acting like a sophist. That's really what he is at the core of it. A sophist intellectual. And that's why you have clips like an absolute legend like Roseanne coming in and doing donuts around him. Now, I don't know about you or you specifically, but Roseanne is someone who's a very... She's one of those people that touches a very nostalgic part of me. Because I remember being a child, a wee lad, gathered up with the family, watching the Roseanne Bar show. You ever seen the show Roseanne with John Goodman, the old one? Not the reboot where they scrapped her and went out with the Connor. It's all... No, 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 no. I'm talking about the original. The original. I remember every Halloween, I would go out trick-or-treating and I'd come home. And what was on WGN-TV America? The Roseanne Halloween Marathon. So good. Every Halloween, the Roseanne show did these Halloween specials. Love them. And it was such a great show. Very reminiscent of, uh, of of people in my life, actually. And that's that's why the show hits so hard. And Roseanne has, for better or worse, managed to keep her finger on the pulse of society. Even when they canceled her and she went quiet for a bit. She was smart enough to start going on podcasts. And that's how she, you know, took care of herself. She went on these podcasts, did these interviews, X, Y, and Z. So even when she wasn't getting tours or allowed to do platform, uh, wasn't being platformed to do, like, specials and shit... She never really left the cultural eye. And now in the last year or so, she's been back with more force than ever. She's really going through a renaissance, you could say, with her new Daily Wire show and her new voice acting role, The Daily Wire, coming out, and her doing all these shows, getting publicity like this, showing up Bill Maher. It's just great to see Roseanne back to being who she is. And I don't say that like, oh, well, you know, X, Y, I don't really care what people's voting history is. You know, 
look, Trump voted Democrat. Trump's friends with a lot of powerful Democrats that I think are corrupt out the fucking ass. Or at least he was friends up to a certain point with them. But Roseanne Barr, for better or worse, has kind of always been standing against what was popular. So I appreciate that about her. And they come on and speak up on a lot of things. It's not just this, but coming up... Like, have you seen the podcast she's been doing lately? Like, Tim's show or You're Welcome, Michael Mouse, all these shows. She just goes out there and grills people. World Economic Forum, Vaccine Corruption, Massive Ties Between Big Pharma, The Election Show with 2020. Like, she's batting 20 for 20 right now. And I appreciate it. People be like, oh, well, you know, she said this back in the day. I don't really care that much. She's a comedian. There's a lot of shit comedians say. Look at Joe Rogan. People on the left and the right love Joe Rogan, but there's things that Joe Rogan has said that would make both people in the moment be like, oh, God, he said that? What a fucking moron. That's sort of just how it goes. People are people, and you take it as it is. Now, when they want to get involved in political office, then you got to start questioning, okay, but then your record now comes into question. But when... It's a cultural just fuck you like this. I think we can just appreciate it, right? Uh, and I say this to someone who's always like, we need to vet the people we welcome into the movement. If we're going to have this counterculture, this fucking anti-establishment, anti-cathedral movement, then we need to make sure the people in it are all on the same page. Mostly. At least when it comes to like, this is what we want to see going forward. These are the policies that are bad. And these are the very specific core arguments that we do not like against the establishment. Then we should vet the people a little bit more about this. Roseanne isn't running for political office. She isn't organizing any sort of protest. Isn't getting like a hashtag going or anything like that. Roseanne Barr is just a comedian talking the shit. You know. I've seen the comments on uh, on Twitter where people are just like, just fucking decimating each other over this. Just fucking, ba 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 ba. She said this in 2004, her national anthem performance. Just take the cultural win and Bill Maher looking fucking dumbfounded, folks. It's not that deep. Let's get into it. Who's that? Bill Maher reveals to Roseanne Barr he's never heard of MKUltra, World Economic Forum. Legendary. Comedian. I had to look this up. It's just the term for the female comedian. I've never heard that term before until today. Tells the real-time host, MKUltra is the mind control program you're under, Bill. Published December 4th originally by Chris Carr over here at Scanner News. In a recent wide-ranging conversation with Roseanne Barr, real-time host Bill Maher appears to have never heard of a top-secret CIA project, MKUltra, or the World Economic Forum. The exchange occurred during an episode of Club Random with Bill Maher. A podcast where Maher engages in a relaxed conversation with a guest who often have unorthodox political or ideological views. At one point early in the podcast, Barr asks Maher, remembers if Maher remembers getting into a fistfight with her at the Playboy Mansion. Quote, You'd think I would remember a thing like that, he says. Quote, We were both drunk and all fucked up, she says. You called me something and I called you something. You remember that, Bill? <coughs> Sorry. Let's see. Remember that, Bill? Quote, I don't, but I'm not denying it, Mar replies. 
Barr claims she punched, <laughs> punched Mar in the jaw, and he hit her back. Quote, I didn't hit you back, he says. Yes, you, oh, so he does remember. I didn't hit you back. Ah, well, there you go, motherfucker. Yes, you did, Barr fires back, right in the shoulder. You blocked it out, MK Ultra. Mar laughs and says, who's that? Quote, that's the mind control program you're under, Bill, she replies. Now, we're gonna... We'll watch this clip here in a second. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's watch it right now. Zoom this out. No wonder I don't remember this. No shit, you blocked it out, MK Ultra. <laughs> Who's that? That's the mind control program you're under, Bill. MK Ultra? Yeah. So, who's, but who's Klaus Schwab? The head of the WEF. What's that? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> and he's not going to. He's going to roll his eyes and walk out the show. And the, and the tweet here from Carmine Herbert at Call Me Kari on Twitter. That's Call Me underscore Kari. Capital C. How is it possible that Bill Maher has never heard of Klaus Schwab, the WEF, or MKUltra? I'm sure he's heard of MKUltra, but never put much stock into it or believed it and wrote it off when he first probably heard of it. And it's an absolutely real historical fact that MKUltra is real, and it's many sub-programs. It's unfortunate that we just remember it as MKUltra when there's hundreds of sketchy, subcontracted CIA and FBI operations ran under the banner of MKUltra, like... Midnight Climax, Operation Heartbreak Hotel, 411. The list really goes on and on and on. Mockingbird, for example, is under the banner of MKUltra. So it's worth keeping in mind. But Bill Maher probably has people... Like, look, when the writer's strike happened, what happened? All these talk shows went on hiatus, and then you had Jimmy Fallon and some other unfunny assholes make their show on Twitter saying, all the proceeds can go to the writers. And it was the most unwatchable shit, and it made, like, no fucking money. Why? These so-called comedians need writers. Go fucking figure. Bill Maher probably has his own little writing staff, and they don't want to put too much fun shit in there, right? Why would they put spicy stuff in there? Bill Maher comes out there, harps on about conservative billionaire bureaucrats and the Koch brothers, and standard old 2008-2015 era talking points that he's been consistently saying the same thing since the 90s with very little change to it whatsoever. And it's just the, the window has shifted so far one way that Bill Maher's fucking 40-year liberal bullshit is starting to sound a little conservative at this point. It's really just the horseshoe theory come to fruition. That's really all it is at this fucking point with him. And that's why it's so easy to have these cycles with him, and he's gonna repeatedly have these fucking cycles. Bill Maher is not a heavy-hitting intellectual. If he went on a show, if you want to do a show like Tim Pool's... Hell, man, even like H3H3, Sam Seed, or any of these left-leaning guys would also decimate the fuck out of him, too. Like, hell, man, he gets fucking brain shock when he talks to people like Sam Harris. It's like, really? The broken Jordan Peterson doppelganger from the Bizarro universe stipends you? You know you're fucked. Someone listening to this right now like, damn, I haven't heard about Sam Harris in forever. I know, right? 
quote, are you kidding me? Mar goes on to say, do you really think I'm under my, under mind control? Bar cuts him off and says, I do. Mar, Mar reports by asking if a conspiracy theory bar, if there's a conspiracy theory bar doesn't believe, quote, I tell the truth, she says, people like you'd always laugh, people like you always laughing at me, then it comes true. And you never go, oh, I'm sorry I made fun of you, Roseanne. You was right. <laughs> you was right! Kangs and shit, Roseanne. Later in the episode, Barr compares World Economic Forum Chairman Klaus Schwab to Sergeant Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I it's no secret that I, I grew up on a lot of these. You know, I grew up with old fogies for being Gen Z. I was raised with old people. My parents were older when they had me. I'm the youngest of a, I'll say a Catholic amount of siblings, if you know what that means. Big Kin, got a football team that I'm the youngest member of. Actually, you know what's funny about that? All my siblings are six foot and up, roughly. Just a little bit over six feet, except for me. I am five foot, and I mark my words here, I promise it, hands on the fucking Bible, hold up. Hand on the Bible. Honor system here, folks. <laughs> I am five foot eight and a half. Ain't that a bitch? So, it's like when you make hamburgers and you have that awkward amount of hamburger left, just enough for like a little slider. I am that slider. However, I grew up watching a lot of these old shows like Hogan's Heroes. So, I have a little fun fact for you after this. Uh, Foundation Chair Klaus Schwab to Sergeant Schultz, a character from the 1960 sitcom Hogan's Heroes. Schultz a, <laughs> is famous for the catchphrase, quote, I see nothing, I hear nothing, I know nothing. Sergeant Schultz is Klaus Schwab, she says. Yeah. Uh, so Hogan from Hogan Heroes was secretly a very flaming homosexual who was absolutely blowing the back out of Mr. Brady. And some people are listening to this are like, yeah, so old news, they're both gay. And some of you listening right now are like, Mr. Brady's gay? Yeah, the actor who played Mr. Brady, dude, dude, super duper gay. Don't look into it. Do not look into the service of Mr. Brady. It will ruin your childhood if you grew up in the Brady Bunch like I did. It's Bob Saget, but X-rated, really. It, it is. Anyway, and Hogan Heroes, the Hogan for Hogan Heroes, Mwah. yeah, yeah, flaming bro. He was more of a Navy guy, it turns out. Great shows, though. Really great shows. I mean, Brady Bunch is a little corny, and the best thing about the Brady Bunch is that 90s movie that came out, like that adult one, but I like the Brady Bunch, you know. It's corny. It's, you know, it is what it is. Ba-ba-ba. And, you know, right here where she says, people like you'd always laugh at me. Then it comes true and you never go, oh, I'm sorry, you were right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know people right now who I told them months ago, do not take that vaccine. Wait. Don't just go get it. And they said, no, I'm fine. They went and got it. Some of them have had serious heart issues. There's never that moment of, oh, fuck, I was told not to get this. No, in fact... Well, at least one of them has doubled down and maintained getting boosters when they come out or when he's advised to. And the other ones 
have not gotten any, have not gotten more than their second shot, and have never had that moment where they said, you know what, you were right, this was a bad idea. Same thing when I said, hey, you know, you vote for Joe Biden, the economy's gonna go to shit, the world's gonna go to war again, you're gonna see massive destabilization globally, and the economy's gonna crash. It's gonna be like 2008 again. There, even though all that came true and so much more, there has never once been a moment where the people who told me I was crazy for saying that and to just pull, take my, replace my red tinfoil hat with a sensible thinking cap, as someone specifically listening to the show knows who I'm calling out now. It's a specific quote. It's what we would call a dog whistle, right? When only one person would know specifically who they're be, who's being talked to. But off the topic here. And now they're quietly being like, you know what? Trump's not so bad. I can support Trump. I kind of like Trump. Hey, look, how many people right now listening to the show know somebody who was like, oh, Trump's, I could never vote for him ever, ba 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 And I was like, you know what? I could vote for him. They've never told you that you were right. Hey, how about this? I'm not going to take Trump's vaccine. And then as soon as Biden's in office and the mandate's there, no jab, no job, bigot. Take the vaccine or else. They completely forgot that it was Trump's vaccine, and they never want to talk about that fact. They just roll on by with it. Yeah. This is the this is the caliber of just, no, I'm always right, and I'm going to re- retroactively take the correct stance in history over the course of time and act as if I've always had that stance and try to act like social media and my pose and my behavior will not be remembered by the people directly around me when, hey, news fucko, Everything about you will be forgetting the time except for the way you treated people directly around you. They're going to remember that shit. And if you're going to be all up your ass about it, you better be correct and able to back your shit up. And uh, I am morally superior than you because the deep state said that I had the power to be morally superior than you. So wear a mask and stay six feet back, fucker. That shit backfires real hard. So, that's the thing. You never let them forget that you were right. You remind them about it. Let's continue on. Ba-ba. Sergeant Schultz is Klaus Schwab, she says. In real life, Mar, that Mar asks. Yeah, she says. But who's Klaus Schwab, he asks. The head of the WEF, Bar, Bar says. What's that? <gasps> Ooh, excuse me, he asks. After a brief pause, Bar says, Google it. We don't deserve the real Roseanne. Mar, yeah, right here, same clip. No wonder I don't remember this. No shit, you blocked it out, MK Ultra. <laughs> Who's that? That's the mind control program you're under, Bill. MK Ultra? Yeah. So who's but who's Klaus Schwab? The head of the WEF. What's that? Google it. <laughs> okay, move on. When Mar asks. If that's the bank that controls everything, Barr names the bank of in, the bank of international settlements in Switzerland and claims that the bank control all the wars. I mean, it's true. You follow the money. They finance all the wars, she says. Their job is to stir up wars and arm both sides to profit. She adds, check it out. It's on the internet. They make money from wars. Clips of club... And by the way, these are liberal talking points from, like, the 90s and early 2000s. But now Mars like, no, no, it's good. Clips from Club Random episodes circulated on X lately contribute to the term MKUltra trending 
with over 2,700 mentions on the platform Monday afternoon. Right here, MKUltra was an illegal human experimentation program ran by the CIA to develop procedures and identify drugs that could be used during interrogations to weaken people and force confessions through brainwashing and psychological torture. It began in 1953 and was halted in 1973. Allegedly! If you believe that shit actually ended and didn't just go under a a different name, uh, I got a bridge to fucking sell you. Let's continue on. Same clip. Yep, moving on. I just want to point out MKUltra was several decades ago, and the methods have only improved since then. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Kind of touched on the fact that it's still going. Does Roseanne really think Bill Maher is under the influence of MKUltra? That's crazy. Has Bill Maher really never heard of MKUltra, Klaus Schwab, or the WEF? That's much crazier. Yeah, no shit. No wonder I don't remember. Yep, moving on. According to History.com, MKUltra was a top-secret CIA project. With the agency conducted hunt, where the agency conducted hundreds of clandestine experiments, sometimes on unwitting U.S. citizens, to uh, mostly unwitting uh, U.S. citizens, to access the potential use of LSD and other drugs for mind control, information gathering, and psychological torture. Through Project MKUltra, uh, though Project MKUltra lasted from 1953 until about 1973, details of illicit programs don't didn't become public until 1975. A congressional investigation into widespread illegal CIA activities within the United States government and around the world. Yeah, we Charles uh, uh, Charles Manson was MKUltra victim, and you look at a lot of bands like the Beach Boys, Pink Floyd, Sid Barrett, all these guys. If you look in their histories. These bands, specifically Sid Barrett, too, and the Beach Boys' connection to uh, Charles Manson. You're going to see a lot of MKUltra strings being pulled. A lot of musicians and people around musicians were CIA plants and or hopped up on drugs because their dealers were CIA operatives. It's a whole big fucking program. If you dig deep enough, there's a very good chance that some of your favorite songs from the 60s and the 70s were written by the federal government and performed by federal government plants. Enjoy happy rabbit hole diving. Library of Congress is your friend. But continuing on. News of Project Ultra first broke in late December of 1974 when Seymour Hersh published a front-page report in the New York Times titled, quote, Huge CIA Operations Reported in the U.S. Against Anti-War Forces, Other Dissidents in Nixon Years. Investigations were subsequently conducted by Rockefeller by the Rockefeller Commission, the Kennedy uh, NI Select Committee, and the Church Committee. Ooh, we need more. We need another Church Committee this day and age. We really do. Which determined that MK Ultra was responsible for the deaths of at least two U.S. <laughs> Just two, right? An excerpt from the book Chaos: Charles Manson, the CIA, and the Secret History of the Sixties. Written by investigative journalist Tom O'Neill, published by The Intercept, offers more information about the two unwitting victims of MKUltra. One was a a psychiatric patient who'd been injected with synthetic mescaline. Oh, derivative. That's rough, bud. Some knockoff PCP in your bloodstream, homie. My condolences. 
The other was Frank Olson, a military-contracted scientist who'd been unwittingly dosed with LSD at a small agency gathering in the backwoods of Maryland, presided over by longtime CIA poison expert Sidney Gottlieb himself. Yeah, in our Spooktober episode. This year was a weird year for us. We didn't really do a lot of Spooktober stuff. Kind of just archived a couple of the old episodes and re-uploaded them. Uh, 2024 hopefully will be more of a stable year uploading-wise. Between the broken leg, uh, vacation, a pretty decent illness in the beginning of the year, uh, and all of a sudden my schedule getting insanely busy, I just I'm figuring it out. But I will try to up the ante in the coming year. Trust that. Moving on. Olsen fell into, right here, an irrepressible, or yep, an irreparable depression afterward, which led him to hurl himself out of a window of a New York City hotel where agents had brought him for treatment. Continued investigation by Olsen's son, Eric, dramatized by Eric Morris in the series Wormwood. Strongly suggests the CIA arranged for the agents to fake his suicide, throwing him out of the window because they feared he would blow the whistle on MKUltra and the military's use of biological weapons in the Korean War. According to O'Neill, no researcher involved with the program was ever federally investigated or encountered legal or encountered legal repercussions. For corrections, please email at corrections at scanner.com. Moving on. Yeah, folks, so what do you think about this? Now, my strong thing is I, I just think Bill Maher is sort of uh He's not really an asset, and he's much more of a hindrance to the conversations. He's so up his ass, he refuses to even see the light. He's very much what Ben Shapiro will be in 30 years for the right. Mark my fucking words. That being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I have been your host, James Madison, and I will smell you later, loser. What's up, guys? I'm making onigiratsu. In need of a quick and delicious snack? Well, look no further, but just remember what happened at McGill University in the 1950s. Starting in 1951, Dr. Donald Hebb, Director of Psychology at McGill University, began secret experiments on behalf of the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency. The goal? To produce methods in psychological coercion. Soon, Dr. Hebb made an important discovery. He discovered that you could induce hallucinations and psychosis in a subject in just 48 hours without drugs, hypnosis, or electric shock. To do this, he had student volunteers sit in a comfortable cubicle wearing goggles, gloves, earmuffs, and cardboard tubing on their arms to deprive them of all sensory stimulation. From this, a new form of psychological torture was born, known as sensory deprivation. It would be included in the Kubark Counterintelligence Interrogation Manual published in 1960 and used on U.S. military and CIA prisoners around the world, including to this day.